Hey there, beautiful mama. I'm so excited to bring you today my first interview with Ryan from the Wellness in the Word podcast. And she has become such a good friend of mine over the last few weeks. We've been getting to know each other and chatting. She's also a grateful believer in Jesus, and she's super passionate about helping women find ultimate mental and physical wellness, which you all know that I love too. She encourages women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with him by getting into the Bible and walking with his word. Ryan is a wife and a mum of three and host of the Wellness in the Word podcast where her love for Jesus and her passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide. So I'm so excited to bring this to you. Let's get into it. Hey mama, are you finding motherhood more stressful and overwhelming than joyful and fun? Are you spending your days in survival mode just counting down to bedtime? I was there once too. When I became a new mum, I felt lost, confused, and I didn't know my calling beyond motherhood, or even if I had one. John 10.10 says that we are called to a full, abundant life, and I know that that includes us mothers. I'm Elise Rooney, and I'm on a mission to empower women through strategies and mentoring to simplify their life and home, make over their mindset, find purpose, walk in faith, to be able to be present with their family. Join me for conversations about being a woman of faith, conscious parenting and marriage, living in your purpose, how you can easily implement simple systems to simplify your home, mind and life, keys to living an intentional life and so much more. Grab that cup of tea and get ready to thrive. This is The Wholesome Mama Show. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the Wholesome Mama Show. And so today we are chatting around being a woman of faith and also how that comes through in our wellness and your podcast, Wellness in the Word, goes super into detail around having a different perspective, I guess, to the world's perspective on health. So Do you want to share a little bit about your podcast and what that perspective is that you see women of faith should have? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think it's really interesting because the Bible really does give us perspective on health and wellness in physical and mental and spiritual, right? So for me, I think um, my perspective is that we need our health to thrive and it's important to be good stewards of the lives and the bodies that we were given And through good nutrition and movement, that can help us be better servants to God. Um, Ephesians 2.10 tells us that we were created in Christ Jesus for good works. And I believe that to carry out those good works, we have to have a strong body and mind. And good nutrition and movement helps us to keep our bodies functioning properly and having a good quality of life so that we're able to get around easily and think clearly and have balanced hormones. All of those things that are sometimes things we can take for granted, they're a gift. And we really mostly have the power to keep that good health in check, but it does depend greatly on how we take care of our bodies. The Bible also tells us that our body is a temple in first Corinthians six. So, um, the Holy Spirit dwells within us and we were bought at a price, which is the blood of Jesus. So we should honor God with our bodies. And one of the ways that I've heard this before is that God created our bodies. Jesus died for our bodies and the Holy Spirit dwells within our bodies. So that's why 
it's so important for us to honor our bodies with how we're taking care of them. Yeah, that's, I've never heard that before. That's awesome. God designed our bodies. Jesus died for our bodies and the Holy Spirit dwells inside our bodies. And I think that it's so important because I, so before I started this, my background is in holistic wellness as well. I feel like it's very rare for Christian women to really grab a hold of that perspective of, uh, yes, we know the verse about our body being a temple, but the actual fact that we have a calling on our lives and we need our health to be able to thrive, to be able to carry out that calling. Because if I'm in bed unwell and I'm if I'm not taking care of my body and then reaping the consequences of that, then I'm not able to take care of my calling. So it really is a good mindset shift. And I think you're right. Most people never think of it in those terms. And it's not something I ever thought about growing up. It's really just been the last few years that I have really understood that that is that should be the perspective. And I think that's kind of why I want to spread that message more, especially to Christian women and just to women in general, because I think it's so important. We have this really skewed view of our bodies because of, you know, what the world tells us. And it's just so important to always take it back to what does the Bible say and what does God say about us? Yeah. And that it goes so much further than just what number on the scale. Yes. Because I feel like that's what the world is measuring our health. And I say that in quotes. Um, Yeah. Against. (laughs) is what number on the scale we are, but we can be a smaller number and be incredibly unhealthy, or we can be a bigger number that we think and be incredibly healthy. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. That's why it's important to not judge it by, by the scale. I don't recommend that ever. (laughs) So one thing that I really wanted for us to have a chat about was something that I struggle with and particularly being pregnant cravings but even before then let's be real I (laughs) um, but how to have that perspective of our long-term health and wellness and wanting to really thrive and live a long prosperous life because that's what God promises us in the Bible how can we set aside what how can we deal with those momentary cravings with the perspective of wanting long-term health and wellness? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think this comes down to contentment and our instant gratification world again, right? So we often have zero thought behind anything. We just do it if we want to do it. And that can be really troublesome when it comes to food. And I see this as a self-control issue. And it's one that I've struggled with my whole life for sure. I didn't know it was a self-control issue again until I started viewing it through the eyes of God and the Bible. When we look at the fruit of the spirit, one of those is self-control. It's the ability to say no, even to yourself and not giving in to habitual excess because being addicted to food, caffeine, sugar, all of those are real problems that lead to unhealthy lifestyles. And our choices don't have immediate impact, immediate, immediate impact. So people don't tend to think about the impact until we're getting older. And then unfortunately, years of unhealthy lifestyle choices catch up to us. 
And then you have this flood of health issues that are seemingly out of nowhere, but really it was a lifetime of choices. So I think it's important to just remember that food is not only for pleasure, it's fuel, it's for nutrition. It's so that we can have a strong mind and body and using it in that way and being very conscious of your daily habits. That's something I really try to help women work on. And it definitely comes down to the habit because we do things without thinking. And that is where I think most of us struggle. I like people to track things for a little bit to kind of see where, um, where they're struggling. And we can talk about that a little bit more. There's a quote that I really like that says the first 40 years of your life is your body taking notes and the second 40 years is your body reading them back to you. Oh, wow. That's a good one. (laughs) So true. Remind my husband. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared of not scared. No, that's wrong word. I'm yes. Cautious of what his body's going to do because he's I'm healthy, I'm healthy, but is again, like so many of us do, making all these choices and he's going to listen to this and hate me. But (laughs) I think that's the case for all of us though, because we literally don't see the effect right away. So we're like, it's fine. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do it again. I know I said next week, but next week, really, I'm going to get it together. And then, you know, weeks on weeks on weeks on years. And yeah, so everybody... Everybody has that struggle, I think. Yeah, but it is totally, as you said, about our habits. So at three o'clock, if you were used to going to that drawer in your office desk or that little stash in your cupboard and gouging on some chocolate, and then you've created that habit and then your body, it's going to know that it's three o'clock and it's when you get that feeling and then you look at the clock and go, oh, it's three o'clock. How did my body know? Because you've created this habit. Totally. It's scary. (laughs) Yeah. So when we're talking about food, what is real food? Uh, And why, why is it important for us to set up these better habits when it comes to eating real food? Yeah. So I think that real food, I know that real food, it's food that comes from the earth because whole raw unprocessed foods contain the most nutrition. There's no argument about that. Nobody, nobody disagrees about that. What I think is awesome is that our earth has produced food since the beginning of time that are full of vitamins, nutrients, minerals, amino acids that sustain us and that we need to be healthy because God is brilliant and he created the world that way. So, you know, we say mother nature, but it's father God. And it's important because I think, again, that's kind of the mindset shift of like all these foods on the shelves that are in packages, not that my family doesn't eat them because we do, but those were not created by God. Right. So that, I think that's the mindset shift is like the real food is food that doesn't have a label that doesn't come in a package and there are still foods that are in packages that are, can be good for you and can be healthy for you. And I even like to say, like, it's not, I don't even like to use the word healthy or unhealthy or bad for you. That was something that kind of came as a, a shift with my kids was because I was kind of putting that, oh, that's bad for you in their mind. And I don't want to do that. I just want them to understand that there's 
more nutritious food and there's less nutritious food. And it's that food that God provided us. I love that. And teaching the kids that perspective too, that it's not good versus bad food. And while, yes, there are food that I definitely would prefer my children not to eat, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not feeding their mind with this is the good food, this is the bad food, this food's evil and like... yeah. And some, you know, some numbers there are that I would really rather my children not eat, but it's also helping them to become aware and listen to their body of like, this is how I feel when I eat this food. And that, I guess, is really important for us as well in creating those habits of this is how I eat. This is how I feel when I eat this food. And this is how I feel when I'm eating this other food, yeah, I feel good when I'm eating it. Yeah, it satisfies that momentary craving, but now I have a migraine or now I have a tummy ache. Exactly. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I think that is two reasons we don't want to say that to kids is because we don't want to create that like mindset in their in their mind, like, oh, I'm being bad or um, just because it, I think that food issues can be really tricky and complicated and you never want to be like play a part in creating that for your kid and then um oh I forgot the other thing I was gonna say (laughs) I said two reasons and then I forgot so maybe I'll remember in a second (laughs) that's all right so for any women who are listening to this who maybe are dealing with health challenges or do have um, things that they are coming up against when it comes to their health and wellness or feeling like they're not thriving what would you say to them what would yeah what would be your encouragement to them of how to deal with being a Christian and wanting that perspective but also going through challenges that's a good question I think that obedience to God promotes our health. And I'm not just saying that like in a crazy Christian way, if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, but the Bible does tell us in Proverbs that keeping God's commands in our hearts will prolong our lives and bring us health and nourishment. And um, that's why I, I like to bring in all the aspects of health and not just the food or the, the movement because all of the pieces of our life play a part in our health. If you're overly stressed, if you are unhappy in your career or in your marriage or in your um, other relationships, right? We have to find ways to improve those parts of our lives because they really do affect our health overall. But God is always going to be the center that keeps you the healthiest. And when you have that spiritual relationship with God, you're always going to be leaps and bounds ahead. And I just want to encourage you in that aspect that nothing is off limits for God. You might not have ever thought about the fact that God cares about your health and he literally wants us to turn to him for everything. So I would encourage you to seek God's will in this area. If you're struggling with overeating or a less than nutritious diet, pray and just ask God to give you strength and guidance to make better choices. And a super tangible practice, which we kind of started talking about earlier, and I wanted to finish mentioning, is that when you want to eat something that you know isn't nutritious for you, start drinking a glass of water first and journal. Journal about why you want to eat that, 
maybe you didn't plan a nutritious meal or maybe because you're craving it, but journal about why it is you want to eat that food. And then if you eat the food, journal how you feel after. That's what we were talking about (laughs) a second ago when I forgot was teaching our kids. And then of course ourselves was how we feel after we eat something. Yay. It came back to me. Yeah, because not just like this is this is perfect for us as adults to understand like, oh my gosh, that food made me feel terrible. Why am I eating it? So when you're journaling about it, it helps kind of remind you like I did not feel good after I ate that food. And then perhaps it will help remove that craving over time. And then same thing with kids, like, hey, how did that make you feel? Or sometimes they might be like, oh, I have a tummy ache. And you can be like, oh remember you ate that, you know, just kind of teaching them without being like, I told you so, but teaching them like, oh yeah, remember you ate a lot of candy today or, you know, whatever snack cakes. So, um, so journal about how it made you feel. And then that helps just for two reasons. You pause before you eat the food to drink water and journal. And then second, you start reviewing your habits so you can just reflect on how to do better. And again, it's that reminder that, Maybe you're not feeling really great after eating that food. So maybe you'd want to stop or over time, you would just remove that craving. That's such a brilliant idea to one, drink water because your body's probably actually dehydrated and thirsty. Exactly. Yes. But and then, that's what, that's what we hear, right? Is that usually it's like our body's just thirsty because we don't drink enough water usually. And that's all we need. We don't really need food. Yeah. And then to also journal and figure out why is it that I'm craving this? Why, what am I after? Am I after a feeling that I feel when I eat this food or drink this soft drink or whatever it is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to not, and then to think about that and dwell on that and think, okay, well, am I after that? How else can I find that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Probably Good. God. Yes. <laughs> God always. I think that that's a great, that is so, yeah, such a great practical, tangible, easy um, thing to implement into our lives is when we are having that three o'clock chocolate rush craving to stop, have a big drink of water and then think, why is it that I'm seeking this is it something because it might even be something about your mental state and your mental wellness that you think having some chocolate's gonna very true yeah we might be trying to just like find that boost right that endorphin boost well thank you so much for coming on this has been an incredible chat I have loved every moment with you and um, we will have to do it again because we've got so much more to dive into Uh, can you tell everyone where they can find you and how they can get in touch with you thanks Elise I would love to come back this has been so much fun a really good chat so anytime and yeah they can find me on instagram at ryan channel it's r-y-a-n-n-e-c-h-a-n-n-e-l-l or on my podcast wellness and the word perfect all right well thank you so much for coming on and we will chat again soon thank you Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Wholesome Mama Show. I pray that you're blessed by this conversation. And if you did get something out of today's episode, I would love for you to take a moment 
leave a review, subscribe, and even share this episode on your socials. And please don't forget to tag me at Wholesome Mama. And also, did you know that we have a community that is fully based around conversations happening in this podcast? Search on Facebook, The Wholesome Mama Community, and I will see you in there. Let's share the love and light and help more women to thrive.